the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where we encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area and help men and women get control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality exist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here's your hosts, John, Ed, and Blaine. Hey, we want to welcome you to tonight's show, Cornerstone Radio. Um, thank you for joining us. You know, it's going to be, uh, we've got Ruthie with us, and, and this is Blaine, and uh, we want to welcome you. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Um, we do not have uh, Pastor John with us. You know, Pastor John, like many of us, has, you know, Ruthie, he's got a lot of responsibilities. He is a busy guy. Yeah. And so I want to ask our audience just from the beginning to keep Pastor John in your prayers. Yes. Um, he is out there serving, you know. He is. Um, you know, pray for his stamina. Yeah, he really has a heart for serving others and, you know, not just the homeless. He, he serves in, in his uh, capacity as a, as a pastor and a chaplain and a fireman. He is a busy, busy guy. Yeah, so he needs your prayers, and so do we. And you know what? We want to thank you for your prayers, just lifting him up in this ministry. Um, we see, we're seeing lives changed. Yes. We we have a lot of joy serving God in this capacity and uh, loving these folks. Now, and you know what, Ruthie, as you and I, as we get out there, and we're loving on those that we call homeless. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have a home. Many of them don't have jobs. Many of them are getting jobs. We're seeing lives change. But, you know, it, it sharpens us. It sharpens us not only for what we do there in the park, but God's using that to shape us. Does Absolutely. that make sense? Absolutely. I agree. He's, he's sharpening us. He's giving us tools. Maybe, maybe we're relying on him even more and more on his Holy Spirit and his power and his might. And we see changes and we see changed lives and that affects us. Yeah. And human suffering does so, uh, soften your heart. Yeah. It yeah. does. Well, you know, uh, Ruthie, I was not able to make the parks this uh, past week, but um, anything that you can think of that really stood out, a praise report, something that might have ministered to you or you were able to minister to someone else? Uh, You know, it was a good day. A lot of great ministry happened on Saturday, and um, it was a cold day. It was very cold, and we did have hot soup, so that was a blessing. They loved the soup. In fact, I did post pictures on our Facebook page, so go to our Facebook page, uh, Cornerstone Transitional Housing and Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, and you can check out those photos. So, uh, yeah, we served soup and burritos, and we had a lot of stuff to give away, and there was a lot of new faces. Oh, well, that's exciting. Yeah, so we got to minister to some new people and pray for them, 
And, you know, that that was good. That was a good thing. That's a really good thing. And, and you know, we do have a servant that's part of uh, the church that uh, Pastor John's part of that that makes that food, mm-hmm. you know, hot food for the, the homeless. They that love seeing that. That food is such a blessing. And that yeah. hot soup was a, 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 a great blessing for them. With those burritos. Hey, did, uh, did uh, Sombreros provide burritos this week or tamales? No, burritos. Oh, we're back to yeah. burritos. Yeah, back okay. to burritos. And they always like their burritos. They it, say they're good. Well, and you know, when there are extras, we do get to enjoy one also. But yeah. um, And the tamales were great. And mm-hmm. we are so thankful for Sombrero. We are so, for everyone who sponsors us. And again, your prayers. And um, it's it's fun to see what 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 the faces, the faces of those that it's like, Warm food. Remember the the servant that we had when she um, she brought that gallon of chocolate milk. Did she bring more chocolate milk? Uh, no, we didn't have chocolate milk this week. Normally, it's a hit. The, they love the chocolate milk. They're just like wow. They just feel like kids or something. I That's don't what know. I was thinking. It must remind them of their childhood, happier times. Happier times. Yeah. And for that to be on her heart is really, it's beautiful, folks. It's beautiful to see people smile. It's beautiful when people aren't having the best of days and we can read them the word of God. You know, we can encourage folks. We can help folks. We can hug on folks. But man, oh man, the word of God is going to strengthen them for the day and for the week. Mm-hmm. And Pastor John shared a good message out there. Oh, good. And it was well-received. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad you've got us uh, You've got us on Facebook. People can now see our faces yeah, on Facebook. And so um, they can put a face, if they don't already know us out there. But um, but you got folks, um, our, our title t- tonight is Responsibilities with God. So Ruthie and I, you know, God's place, Holy Spirit's put some, some scriptures on our hearts. Um, that's what we're here about. We're here to share God's word with you. Um, and we've got some scriptures uh, that, that really go over the responsibilities with God. And hopefully um, our prayer is, is that it will encourage you and strengthen you. And it will send us on our way, guys. Again, we have this new year, and it's like, okay, Lord, you know what I want to, some of the things that are on my heart, Ruthie, so often is when in the book of Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 6, where he saw the throne room of God, the trail, they saw God's, his robe. Mm-hmm. And that's when he said he was a man of unclean lips. And, um, you know, it's this this throne experience, and they're like, well, who shall we send? And and I, I, it was Isaiah. Isaiah said, Lord, send me. And I think really for, for uh, 2024, as we start all new again, we're putting the past behind us. Let's just be those folks that just say, Lord, send me. Wow, what a great reminder that is. That, it, re- that really is. That's, pra- that's a great encouragement. Praise God. In his might, in his mm-hmm. power, takes that's away right. all the pressure. That's right. Okay, well, let's get started. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay, well, then we're going to start. Um, Pastor John uh, has these, these things put upon his heart that we get to share with you about. And um, as we go through the responsibilities with God as to who we are as children of God, um, I just want to start this show tonight with Matthew twenty five twenty three. It says, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler of many things. Enter into your joy, uh, enter into the joy of the Lord. And I think... For all of us, as we call us ourselves little Christ, little Christians, 
we're walking along this planet Earth with lots of relationships. Maybe there's just one. You know, I've met people, Ruthie, that they're like, oh, I don't know what my purpose is mm-hmm. in life, you know. And it's like, you know what? If you're used to to lead one person, whether it's a child or a grandchild or a neighbor, you've, you've just – you've taken your responsibilities right there and you gave them to God, your talents. And, and sometimes he calls others to even more. But we're going to find out that as we give him a little, he will multiply um, what he has done in our lives. So I'm going to share even another scripture um, out of the book of John, and it's, it's, it's going to start in 3.18. Um, we all know 3.16 and 17. It, those are ginormous, aren't they? <laughs> but in 18 it says, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he is he has not believed in the name of, uh, boy, I'm really just stuttering tonight, of the only begotten Son. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. You know what? We are just called into the light. You know, when the Bible speaks of condemnation, that, that scripture right there is a little twisty. Um, that, you know, they're already condemned. Well, it's, you know, people that do not call upon the name of the Lord, they just don't know. And if they don't, if they deny, they're condemned, you know. But if they do know and they accept Jesus Christ, we're not condemned. I think what happens, um, Ruthie, is a lot of times people, we put heavy yokes on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We feel that we're still supposed to earn it. Mm -hmm. And we don't understand God's ways. But you know what? We're not condemned. If we call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it says that we will be saved. And so I think it, I think that's almost the bottom line um, tonight. We have a lot of bottom lines of uh, what our responsibilities are with God. And one of the things that's on my heart right now, and I don't have the scripture right in front of me, but um, when Jesus was speaking of the yoke, the the, the things, the works, the the yoke that people put on us, um, it, it, it's normally from people. And, you know, he did say to come to me, all who are tired and heavy laden and take my yoke upon you. Um, His yoke is easy and it's burdenless and it's light. And um, if we can just rest in him, we get to just do what we talked about. We get to watch how God works and moves in other people's lives. But then we get to share in it and then we get the joy of seeing him do the work. We do, yeah. It is a joy to see God work, and it's a joy to be where God is working. And I see God working in the lives of the people we minister to, yeah. and that is exciting to me. It is. Yeah. It, um, it puts a, um, let's see, how do we say it? It puts a skip in our step. Yeah, it does. And it makes me, my, my daughter, I talk to a lot about ministry, and um, it, it makes me, when we... It's a point of being elated. I Uh I, I always have a picture in my mind when I see God working and moving or stirring or doing things, even in my own life. I just feel like I can fly. I just feel like I can just leap and jump. And I just want to leap and just be on a rooftop with my hands in the air and just praising God with everything that's in me. And and, in my mind doesn't really show a ladder (laughs) to get on that rooftop. I just feel so high. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like I could just just leap on a rooftop and praise our God, and he is so worthy to be praised. But, um, you know, uh, Ruthie, I can't wait to hear what you've got to share. Those are a couple of scriptures that were um, on my heart. If you will, share a few, um, and then and then I know I've got one or two also. 
Okay, yeah, I want to share Philippians 2, 14 and 15, which says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. And I just love that verse. I love the, the, the words there where he talks about shining like stars in the sky. What a beautiful picture that is. And, and so we're called to shine. We're, we're called to shine Jesus' light. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's a good picture. I it like that. It is, yeah. And it's like you shared um, the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah. And so that's what we should strive for. We should strive to, to shine like stars in the sky and, and strive so that we might hear those words one day, well done, my good and faithful servant. That is the... That's that's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. So, okay. (laughs) So I also want to share 1 Kings 9, 4, and 5. And here God is talking to um, King Solomon. He's talking to David's son, Solomon. And he says, as for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness as David, your father, did, and do all I command and observe all my decrees and laws... You, will, you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. So I think God is, is uh, you know, telling us here that we need to walk in uprightness and integrity of heart, just like God had charged King Solomon with. You know, I agree with that. You know, we're supposed to be a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, God's changed us beyond measure. I mean, each and every one of us. Yes. He has changed. And I remember uh, growing up and in, in, uh, after receiving Jesus and uh, teaching in the Sunday school and giving my testimony to folks, and they would just shake their head like, no, that couldn't have possibly been, possibly have been you. But, but God changes us, and he transforms us, and it's to his glory. He does, yeah. You know, as you mentioned, um, walking faithfully, um, I think we could really encourage our audience to, uh, you know, we do walk by faith. Oh, yes, uh uh-huh. You know, we walk by faith, and it's impossible to please God without faith. Right. And the Word tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And so that's why we're here reading these scriptures is, you know, we just want to be faithful. Um, We do want our faith to increase. And this is how we do it. Boy, I want my faith to increase. Same here. Well, I'm going to let you keep continuing. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to share First uh, John three seventeen. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? So I think this scripture is making a really strong case for us to show compassion, that we need to show Christian compassion to others, especially um, those who are needy or who are suffering. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, you know, you and I talked about this last week, I think, for some reason we talked about compassion. Yeah, we were talking about compassion a few weeks ago. Yeah, because it's something that I we have to pray for. I mean, we, we want to be compassionate people, um, but then... You know, there are circumstances where I personally have to, I, I pray and ask for compassion. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, you know, for the needy and, and for so many, um, that that's a big word, compassion. And um, again, we've got faith going for us, <laughs> compassion. Um, 
Those those are great words, and um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw th- let you go with another scripture, and then I've got kind of a, a a large area to read out of the book book of Acts tonight. Okay, um, I'll share Galatians six two. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So uh, there again, that's I think that uh, compassion goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, one way we can uh, carry each other's burdens, uh, we can do that by praying for others or, or just showing compassion, a kind word, maybe just sending a quick text to someone, let them know you're thinking about them, praying for them. Yeah. Um, I, I am sorry, I did not write that one down. What, what was that scripture? Galatians 6.2. Galatians 6.2. Okay, got it. Um, very, very, very encouraging. Um, so you know what? God, God's responsibilities, uh, there's, he's got so many examples in the Bible. And when we look at some of the Old Testament and the judges and, and, and even our kings of what their responsibilities were, um, he calls us all to something different. And I'm going to read um, right now out of the book of Acts, chapter 6. I'm going to read 1 through 7. So hopefully my eyesight's doing better. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, so again, I'm going to be in Acts, chapter 6, 1 through 7. This is what the first church had to do. And it says in 1, Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. Verse 2, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. In verse 4 it says, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. In verse 5, And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip. These are going to be tough words. Procurus. Nicanor, Timon, Paminas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch. Verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. And listen to this, you guys. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and in a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Wow. So, the reason why we've got this scripture is some are called to teach the word, and if they're called to teach the word, let them teach the word. Some are called to serve. There's, we all have different callings, but we're all one body. We are the body of Christ, and we cannot do this alone. And folks, you cannot do this alone. Your walk with Jesus, we encourage on this radio station that you be, you get involved with a church, you get involved with a fellowship, a Bible study, a men's group, a women's group, a, a youth group, whatever it might be. We cannot do this alone, but as God uses our gifts and our talents, the word went forth, and he... the. The church multiplied. It grew every day. Um, the, the apostles were able to, to teach. Even though their hearts were there, they wanted to make sure everybody's covered, but we can't do it all. And I don't know if you've ran into this in your lifetime before you get to your scripture, um, Ruthie, but has there been a time in your life where you've tried doing somebody else's calling and it wasn't yours? 
No, not necessarily. But I think when we are um, using our gifts to serve God, I think I think that's fun. I, I think that's when you get that walking on air feeling, yeah. like you were talking about a little earlier, where you feel like you can, you know, leap over the building when you're using your God-given talents and gifts. You know, there's just a flow. Yeah. You know, things flow and it's fun, and you you get that 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 feeling of elation where where you know you're in God's will and it, and like you're going to leap over that building. That's exactly right. And um, I think for me, I got, I got a quick story. I think we got a little time. I just wanted to do everything for God. And um, I consider myself a worshiper. Well, at a church I was involved with, um, I got to teach there and do many things. And they asked if I had ever been part of a worship team. And, you know, I grew up playing the drums, never really good. I told them I can play the drums. And I was the most horrid <laughs> drum player worship because we would start the church service they would start worshiping and i'd be playing the drums and while while they were worshiping i would be worshiping forgetting that i'm playing the drums i was terrible i was horrid it was the worship leaders looking at me like you're not even keeping the beat here so i have tried things that were outside of my talents and i have learned that i I always we always want to say here i am lord use me and he'll do the work, but boy, oh boy, we can't do it all. And I, I learned that lesson. That's true. You know, the, the drummer, that's a really important part of the band. It really is. <laughs> yeah, really they're the is. ones that like keep everyone on beat, keep everyone on track. I volunteered to leave the worship team. And, uh, <laughs> they didn't have to fire me or anything, but um, it was it was a lesson learned. Yeah, but... But your, but your heart was there. The heart was there. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you've got another scripture you want to share, I, I'd love to send it your way. I do. I want to share Galatians 6, 8 through 10. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Mm -hmm. So I, I think when you're in ministry, I think a lot of times you can become weary. I think that the the enemy tries to wear us down in that area. Uh, and, and discourage us. And I think this is a good reminder to, to not, you know, not to, to become weary when we're doing good. That is a great reminder. And, and I believe you and I can both agree that I have become weary where people around me can see that I'm worn out. And that's why we're praying for Pastor John. That's right. Because sometimes we go, go, go. And he is that excellent example of compassion. Boy, he just has compassion for everyone. Yes. I mean, he really does. He serves so many people. So, yeah, pray for his stamina, please. Yeah, that's 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 very good encouragement. And um, we need his strength. And, and, and I was I was um, I was trying to do it all. And um, family members said, hey, you need to be poured into. Mm-hmm. And that changed my life when I got part of uh, my own men's study of people that can really encourage and pour into me. So definitely, definitely what we need. Is there another scripture you have before I finish with one? How- you know, let me share Proverbs six sixteen and 19. Okay. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, 
feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who soars discord among brothers. So while this isn't a complete list of sins to be avoided, they do sum up uh, most of the wicked things that are condemned by God. Uh-huh. So yeah. uh, those, are, those are things we want to avoid. There you go. Even better encouragement, Ruthie, better encouragement, things we want to avoid. And as we looked to the responsibilities of God, it was placed on my heart to read to you folks out of Matthew um, chapter 22. Again, kind of a section here, 36, it says, uh, the Pharisees were questioning Jesus. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus answered to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all the law and the all the prophets. So, folks, again, we talked about heavy ladens, heavy yokes, heavy burdens, our responsibilities. Hopefully this word tonight spoke to you, spoke to us, didn't mm-hmm. it? Um, and we do want to just also just rest in God to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbors as ourselves. So hopefully this encouraged you folks. Um, I know we're running out of time. Ruthie, is there anything you want to close with tonight? I will close with Revelation twenty two twelve. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay each one for what he has done. So every good work believers do has eternal benefits, and the Lord himself guarantees it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ruthie. Well, you know what, folks? I feel like you're our brothers and sisters in Christ, and you are. Thank you for joining us. We pray God's word spoke to you. Um, Take what you've heard tonight. Go back to those scriptures. Place them upon your heart, and let's, uh, let's be responsible with whatever God has called us. Have a beautiful night. Thank you to our sponsors. They provide food, clothing, water, shelter, and thank you for your prayers. Thank you for the word of God that goes out every week, and may the Lord Jesus Christ receive the glory. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Cornerstone Radio. Join us again next week at the same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and general contributions are always welcome and will make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.